I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Coach Schneider. And you're listening to the 78th Church Mag Podcast. People are going to go to a Facebook page before a website, at least in certain age groups. It's one platform to handle all finances, and then it plugs into your church management software. That's pretty tight integration. All you got to do is look around and see that, that mobile devices have kind of taken over our lives. When churches get involved in something like this, I don't know how much they think about this process because I've seen several different churches that did not protect the information of people get really burned on this process because they had to pay out a lot of liability insurance. This week's podcast is brought to you by MoGIF. MoGIF helps you create a culture of generosity at your church, whether your attendees are in the sanctuary or 100 miles away. With no setup fees, subscription fees, or contracts, MoGIF makes it easier than ever to integrate mobile and online giving for your church, ministry, or nonprofit organization. Learn more and sign up for free at MoGIV.com. That's MoGIV, M-O-G-I-V.com. On this episode, we'll be talking about the state of mobile giving in the church with our special guest, Kent Woodyard, MoGiv's Director of Business Development. If you want to join the conversation or ask a question yourself, simply use the hashtag CMAGCast. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast. Uh, Eric Dye here along with my uh, usual, uh, what did I call you guys when I was writing it the other day? CMAG crew? No. Co-conspirators? We should come... Co-conspirators, that's pretty good. We, we, we need to come up with something that we can kind of call call us, you know. And maybe something to call those that listen. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. I probably shouldn't. I might have to edit that out. Um, Only we had a hashtag uh, we can use to ask We do have audience. the C-Magcast. Yeah, right. You C-Magcast. Tell us what you, the listener as a, as a group, would like to be called and what we... Uh, myself, Phil, and Jeremy should be called. And with us today, we have Kent Woodyard. Is it Woodyard or Woodyard? Help me, Kent. Uh, it depends on what part of the country you're in, uh, but we'll go Woodyard <sighs> as, as correct. Okay, we're, we're international, so how would you say it in, say, South Africa? Ooh, man, uh, it's been a while since I've done a South African accent. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm ready for that now. Okay, okay. that's fine. We'll Phil's already we'll insulted let... the entire continental. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Everywhere else, so. I think I think it would be like a weird. I, I had it. I had it from there. No, wait, Phil. Kent is in Chicago right now, so you should do it with a Chicago accent, and then he can let us know how good of a Chicago accent you used. Woodyard, Woodyard, oh, oh, go, go Bulls, go Bears, uh, Woodyard. Yeah, Woodyard. And hey, hey Woodyard, what you doing, you Woodyard? That's how it is up there. It's ridiculous. <laughs> And they they also like you talk you Southerners talk so slowly. I'm like, no, we just use all the letters in the words. Yeah, it's, it's barely English. Wow. Yeah. Well, we would ask you, Phil, to use your best Chicago accent for the entire podcast, but we want people to understand you. Yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's key on an audio format like this. So Ken is from um, MoGive, and they do they do mobile giving for churches, just churches or nonprofits, or or how would you define that, Ken? We really focus on the, the kind of the faith based world. About eighty percent of our of our customers are churches, um, but we work with a handful of. Nonprofits, mission organizations, um, kind of outreach groups. So really, really anybody, but yeah, definitely focused on the church. Well, in the church tech world, I've, it feels like there's a little bit of a land grab going on as far as mobile giving. There's quite a few, there's a few players and it's kind of like the new, the new thing. A few years ago, it felt like uh, live streaming 
and now that's what that feels like now. But with mobile giving, tell tell us fundamentally a little bit like what does mobile giving look like um, for the local church? Sure. So, I mean, you you guys have, have talked at length on the website. I know about just the mobile web and kind of the um, the the trajectory it's on um, as far as increasing total total web usage and just mobile devices. And all you got to do is look around and see that, that mobile devices have kind of taken over our lives. And so churches are beginning to realize that and utilize, you know, both the apps and the sermon notes online, the presentation, put it on your phone, um, all of the different apps kind of targeted towards mobile. Um, but then on the generosity front as well as things like Apple Pay, things like Google Wallet, um, different mobile applications for to, to make it easier to pay using our mobile phones. And then bridging that gap to the church, being able to give using mobile phones. Um, so for churches, uh, they really are the um, kind of the best possible case for mobile giving technology. And that's why we work with so many churches because while nonprofits do a great job fundraising, churches are unique among nonprofits in that we've got uh, essentially a, uh, a gala or a banquet or, or a collection of, of givers 52 times a year. Whereas at most nonprofits, you'll get maybe, maybe two or three at best. So for churches, You've got your audience there. Um, they're they're participating in the service. They're worshiping together. They're coming together as a community. Um, and then for for as long as uh, there's been church, you know, uh, generosity, giving has been a part of that process. Um, but I just it's just looking differently these days, right? As, as cash and checks kind of are, are on the decline, and and electronic giving, digital giving is is on the or digital transactions, I should say, are on the increase. Um, so wanting to have people an opportunity to to give. Uh, in whatever way makes the most sense to them. And, and the other kind of special thing about mobile is that it it connects you to the service. It doesn't require you to oh, go home and give on your on the website. Um, or, you know, when you leave the service, you can go set up your gift. Because for a lot of people, you know, giving is an important part of the Sunday morning worship experience. And so when you can just pull out your phone and, and text in a gift or, or give using an app, um, you're, you're still kind of engaged in the act of worship, um, but you're able to you know, still still make that happen if you forgot your checkbook or if you haven't seen your checkbook in six months, as as the case might be. Right, we've come a long way from debating whether or not it's okay to use a Bible on your device to actually getting out the device intentionally to give during the um, the offering time. Uh, that's a huge shift in a short amount of time, I think. Um, now, here's a question I want you to field, because the last time that we talked about online giving, or not, I'm sorry, not online giving, but mobile giving on the podcast, we weren't able to, um, Phil and Jeremy weren't able to ask any of the questions. And this is something that Jeremy had brought up before, and that is, churches that have already have online giving, what is the difference between using a um, mobile giving app and them simply opening the browser on the web- on the church's website and using the uh, online giving function there? Sure. Uh, so, great question. And um, depending on the church and the website and the giving platform being used, there may not be really much of any difference. Uh, in fact, for MoGive, um, one of the chief ways that we approach online giving is with mobile responsive giving forms. So all of our giving forms, um, they copy and paste them right onto your web page. People do all their giving right from your web page. And then all those forms are mobile responsive. So you open it up on an iPad or an iPhone, and it's going to be a really great experience. Now, uh, in the same way that churches have lagged behind um, in adoption of digital giving, a lot of churches have lagged behind in the adoption of mobile-friendly websites as well. So we, we see a lot of church websites that they look okay on a browser, they look okay on a desktop, but but you're going to have a real hard time using them on 
a phone or a mobile device. So um, for churches that have that um, experience online, it makes sense for them to have uh, either one, get a, get a mobile friendly website or two kind of um, get a supplemental uh, channel that people can use it that are really they're really built for mobile. Um, and the other the other benefit, even even for Mogive, when you've plugged it onto a website, is um, if you can pop open just a form uh, or, or an app where where it's kind of exclusively for giving, um, it, it's just a little cleaner. It's just a little more straightforward. Um, when somebody clicks, hey, I want to give now from my device. Um, you don't want to present them with a whole bunch of other options. Or- links or distractions and go here go here go here if it can just be as as strange right and i always imagine if you're doing it through the browser like part of the congregation they open up their browser and the last thing they opened was like a youtube video and like it starts (laughs) auto playing (laughs) you know so i mean clearly doing it within within an app um is pretty tight so so then for those churches out there that aren't fully grasp the difference or the type of uh, mobile giving the options that it offers. What does it look like? So there is, t- tell us what it looks like if, if somebody would sign up. They actually have a MoGive app that they install. I mean, what what does it look like? So for MoGive, one of the kind of the core values that we've, we've approached it at for, from the very beginning is that we want to just be kind of a seamless plug-in to whatever the church is already doing. We want to just come alongside of their, their online tech presence, uh, their, their online presence, whatever that looks like. And so there's no app. There's no separate download. Uh, I mentioned you you plug it onto the site. Um, there, there's the, the on the mobile side. Then there's the text giving. Uh, so you set up a keyword for your church. You know FBC for First Baptist Church. Uh, people text the keyword and the dollar amount of their gift to a, a five digit number that you provide. It's their first time giving. They'll go through a quick registration process just to get their phone set up. But from that point forward, they can text any dollar amount with just two text messages. Uh, it takes ten seconds. It's it's a quick and easy way to give wherever they are. Um, so text giving, there's that. Our mobile forms can be integrated with apps. So if the church has an existing app, as opposed to saying, hey, here's the church's app for schedule and sermon notes and Bible and all these things, but here's a separate app for giving, uh, we just simply plug our form into the app itself. And so then it kind of allows you to do the whole life of the church all from within that app. Um, the the browser uh, is the third option. And then the, kind of the other place where MoGive exists is on Facebook. So we've got a Facebook app. You can plug the form directly onto your Facebook page as well, um, creating another channel for generosity for anybody who's, who's interacting with the church on Facebook. So that's the MoGive approach. Um, I'm not going to plug any competitors specifically, but there are there are other approaches out there. So I'd encourage anybody looking at it to um, check it out. There are you know apps for some people that really makes a lot of sense. We've, we've kind of focused more on the text giving as that uh, it, it seems to be the most straightforward and, and lowest cost way to go about it. But um, yeah, the, the, you mentioned the market kind of getting flooded where it's a point now where for churches, there, there are a plethora of, of options. And so it definitely makes sense to, to pick the one that's going to work best for you. I'm intrigued by the Facebook, um, the Facebook uh, extension. That, that sounds like a very unique idea. I, I, I'm this internal debate um, as someone who who loves who who appreciates the value of the website. Okay, I am loathe to admit that a Facebook page is almost becoming more valuable than a website. There's some things that Facebook can't do, but unfortunately, right. people are going to go to a Facebook page before a website. I think yeah. that's where we're heading to, at least in certain age groups. So, can you just walk us through a little bit how that Facebook uh, how that Facebook works? Yeah. So that's been a recent addition to the MoGiv, MoGiv arsenal. And it's, it's basically just an app that you can set up once you've signed up for MoGiv from within your MoGiv control panel. You click add, add Facebook app, and then it takes you to your Facebook page. So any Facebook page that you're an administrator on, 
you can plug our giving form. And so that's another one of the benefits is it's kind of this continuity of service. If they've given on your website, they're already familiar kind of with the look and the feel of that, that experience. And so it just adds a tab to your Facebook page where you have on the top, it's usually like about and likes and maybe videos and some other tabs there. And then just going to add a give tab, um, which you can change to say, um, you know, give now or online giving or, or what have you. And then it just kind of, and you click that, it opens up a tab on your, on your Facebook page and they can go right from there. So, um, yeah, I definitely agree for it. For a lot of people, they might not even have been to your website, but maybe they're Facebook fans and they've, they've interacted with a lot of your content on Facebook. So, um, it's kind of becoming similar to the mobile conversation where it's no longer, it's, it's not an either or, um, it's, it's really a both and, but you're right. That's why you want to focus on all of these different things. Cause, cause churches yeah. have a great website, but but a minimal social media presence where they're, they're missing out on a certain segment of their congregation. Right. Does Facebook take a percentage of that or does it go right to right to the church? Nope. No, that's all. That's all to the church. So there's, there's no, uh, no interaction with, with Facebook. That's nice. One of the, th- I was listening to uh, the history of PayPal. And one of the big things about PayPal is, is when they were first trying to figure this out, they went mobile giving, but they went through the infrared beam. They tried to make sure that they were capitalizing on that and really the front runners in that process. But one of the big things that they found within a couple of years was the web was taking them over and, and just humans being terrible predictors of the process. It's almost, we have to just wait and see what happens (laughs) before we actually get into that point. Obviously you're at the forefront. You're, you guys are always looking at that. What would you say are some of the things that right now, mobile giving's big. We've got a change in the credit card system, at least here in America. Um, security online is terrible. What would you say are the big things that are changing for the online giving industry as a whole that people that have never entered this place, this field should consider whenever there's, there's this entry into the field. I'd say in recent years, uh, you guys have already mentioned apps. So apps are kind of becoming, um, the next thing, right? Like for, for a long time, online giving really just meant it meant a form online. Um, and then, I don't know who the first one was, but now now that apps have kind of become more um, just synonymous with smartphone use in general, um, there's more and more of those. Mogib is, is working on, on an app as well, not not because we necessarily need it. It's kind of a redundant feature for us at this point, but that is kind of becoming the expectation, right, of, oh, like we, we need to have an app. Um, it's almost what kiosks were two or three years ago in the giving, in the giving space. There was a big push towards you need to have a kiosk in your lobby. Um, well, that's kind of faded now. Now the apps are the next thing. Um, as far as moving forward into the future, I, I, I envision the biggest thing just being the speed of the process to where even with text message being 10 seconds, you know, we're getting more and more used to Amazon one click checkout. You know, I can hold my phone over the scanner at Starbucks and, and it'll process the payment. So um, things like that, where maybe there's a pin, maybe there's a unique uh, kind of identifier attached to your phone. Maybe you attach it to Apple Pay or or some other payment source um, to where it can just really uh, process instantaneously. Um, beyond that, kind of a, a more high in the sky, down the road, exciting thought is something else we looked at is, is what you, you mentioned infrared technology, but but using um, Bluetooth technology and some of these. Um, kind of geo geospatial based um, 
devices to where uh, when you walk into the sanctuary, you know, just recognizing that you're there and then opening up opportunities to give or kind of presenting you intentionally with ways to give right from your phone. We've even joked about like, oh, we should put a scanner like on the bottom of the offering plate. And so as it passes down the row, you can just like hold your phone over the plate and it'll it'll process a gift. I don't know if we'll ever get to that point, but I think that Things like that, just as far as speeding up and and even further removing barriers uh, to give, are going to be where the industry continues to go from here. So, if a church has a, a CHMS, okay, um, th- do you do you recommend them using a mobile service like MoGive, or do you think it's going to make too many chefs in the kitchen there? So, yes, in, in short, I would say yes. They they still need to look at having a mobile solution. Um, there, there's a range. I mean, we, there's obviously CHM, church management software is another area where there's just been a ton of new, new players in recent years. Um, and so, um, some are, are definitely better than others. Some, you know, the, the built-in giving module is almost uh, good enough, and it's going to accomplish a lot of what you need. Others are have been a little slower to adopt. And so, for those, um, we've tried to make it very easy to use MoGive alongside of uh, the, the church management system. Um, we know a lot. A lot of people are, are, are committed to it. They're in a contract, or they're stuck with it. And so, man, we can't we can't leave our church management software. And there's a lot of functionality that a church management provides that a company like MoGive was really not meant to replace. So we want to just be a good supplement. We want to play well with them. And so um, we made an effort to integrate seamlessly on the back end with a handful of these. You know, Fellowship One, Church Community Builder, ACS, Power Church, some of the big ones. Um, we're working on a few more as we speak. So. The idea being, yeah, you, you want to have all the tools and all of the, the benefits that come from church management, um, but you don't want to, therefore, not be able to provide digital giving or opportunities for these other things. So finding a, a system that can really work as a plug-in, both on, on a pricing standpoint and a functionality standpoint, I, I definitely encourage them to, to do it. And, and those are some of our, of our best customers, right? Because people who have already, already got a good church management, um, they are... Uh, they're able to kind of, they're already in that space. You know, their, their givers right. are comfortable interacting with the church online. So it's an usually a pretty easy transition. Yeah, that's pretty slick to be able to have a, a, a giving solution that, that integrates with your Facebook, your um, mobile giving site, your church app, uh, text giving, mm-hmm. all those different things, right? So it's, it's one platform to handle all all your finances, and then it plugs into your your uh, church management software. That's that's pretty that's pretty tight integration. It, it, you may not want to get into this, but are there any church management systems that you guys play with especially well? Yeah, Church Community Builder is a is a great one for us. Um, Fellowship One as well. Uh, those are both seamless. Um, hands off. So any gifts given through Mogi are going to be automatically, you know, dumped into those systems and matched to existing records and all of that. So those make life really easy. Some of the others um, are, are basically two click integrations where in Mogi, what we provide you is an interface to format an export file so that you can, with one click, get it out of Mogi and then one click, get it into a a power church and ACS um, servant keeper, similar deal. So, those are some uh, some that we work well with, and then Elvanto is a new one or newer one. Uh, Elvanto and Seraphim are two two pretty slick ones that I've seen recently, and we're working on integrations with them right now. So, um, yeah, and that's the thing with, with church management. What you're getting there is is they provide so many different services, right? They're doing so many different things from from attendance tracking to, to nursery check in to um, calendars, all these other things. And so, they, a lot of them will, will do giving or provide giving, but it's kind of a uh, almost a tacked on feature or just a, 
um, I don't want to say an afterthought, but it's just one of many things that they're focused on. And so if you can, if you can find a solution like a MoGiv where, where it can be added on, all we do is giving, right? That's all we think about every day. And so we've really put the focus on providing the best possible solution there. Then you get kind of, kind of the best of both worlds. I think for me, one of the big things in the, in the industry of money is the security aspect of things. Obviously you have credit cards hacked every single day. You have the big ones that are in the news and then you yeah. even have the stuff like the very well-known, unfortunate Madison, Ashley Madison situation, as far as security right. information being put out there. And I think that there's this hesitancy um, online of what that looks like. I think that there's also this expectation that, oh, well, someone else is going to flip the bill for us. And so when churches get involved in something like this, I don't know how much they think about this process because I've seen several different churches that did not protect the information of people get really burned on this process because they had to pay out on a lot of liability insurance. So security with a program of church giving yeah. what are some of the questions that people don't know about that should be asking what are some of the things that are coming up that we can maybe feel a little bit more calm about in the future yeah well so just the the term they want to they want to keep in mind and the question they want to ask is is pci compliance paul charlie imaging uh it stands for payment card industry and so pci compliance is kind of the the um standard to which anyone transacting uh payment is is held to from you know, the targets and the, the Home Depots of the world and some of these big recent data breaches all the way down to the Mogios of the world. And so um, asking that question right up front, are you are you PCI compliant? Uh, what does that look like um, with Mogiv? We, um, we we don't touch any card information, any account information, any any sensitive information never even hits our servers. It goes straight straight through to our processing bank. Um, and that's where that's where our PCI compliance comes from, where it gets you know, stored and encrypted and vaulted, and, and they do all of the the, uh, the digital security things that, that we don't want to even want to mess with. Um, and so just kind of get a feel for that process. Another thing for churches to, to think about is it, we get this question a lot. Because MoGiv is being embedded onto church websites, they'll ask, hey, do we need to get a security cert for our website? Do we need to have HTTPS um, for these transactions to be secure? And technically the answer is no. You know, the, the embedded iframe is going to be secure, um, cause that's where all the activity is going on, but, um, it can't hurt. And, it, and even just from a standpoint of, of giving your givers confidence and trust, uh, in, in the process, uh, for a church, that can be a great thing to do just to further kind of alleviate any fears. Just say, Hey, look, it's on a, it's on a site. You get that nice green lockbox at the top. Um, so again, we, we've taken some steps to protect your data and, and having your givers be assured of that, um, and then, yeah, I just, that, that is a question that comes up a lot with Mogiv, especially with some of these high-profile data breaches in recent months. Um, it's definitely on people's minds, and so it's something that we we take seriously. And our and our it's kind of like the the features and the technology. You, you can never stand still. You can never stop there because you know the hackers appear to be getting smarter and smarter every uh, every day. And so we've got to continue to be um, taking advantage of whatever new new security tools and whatever new things are out there. Is it, does it stop for people like that? Cause obviously your app stops at that point, but you just kind of already started to go beyond what your app does. And I know that the security aspect of Wi-Fi. if you have a church internet and you treat it like a coffee shop where it's just kind of open and then you have that, that process going on, that there can be problems with that as well. And it's not necessarily with your app because that's where it's situated. Yeah. And you get the sniffers out 
there. You get everything else that's happening online, even whenever you have those um, secure connections. Right. Um, what does that look like? Do you have any best tips for people beyond just your app where they could protect their congregation and themselves a lot more? Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the security stuff for the website is a big one. Yeah. The Wi-Fi. that's, uh, it's not an area I'm, I'm super versed in, but, um, just making sure that the network is secure, the network itself. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing for them is just to ask the question, um, of, of whatever service they're, they're using or interacting with. If it's an app, if it's a, if it's their Wi-Fi provider, if it's their website builder, um, cause, cause that's honestly a big thing we deal with is that we realize, for a lot of churches, they're just not going to ask the question. It's just not on their radar. And so we want to make sure it's on our radar. We want to make sure that we are you know, doing right by our customers and not leaving it up to them to kind of, you know, force us to be secure, um, but just to go go out and, and make sure that we are being uh, as secure as possible. But I think that's um, – there, there is risks out there and there are um, kind of potential uh, pitfalls out there that I'm not even aware of, right? And so – um, I think just asking, asking the question and making sure that whatever, whatever they're engaging in or getting ready to do, that it's, um, it's part of that conversation. How do you pull off such a handsome, handsome beard? Whew. Uh, I'm going to give credit there to my father, the, uh, the Reverend Robert Woodyard. Uh, he has not seen his upper lip, I think since ninth grade, and hasn't, <laughs> hasn't seen his chin since the late seventies. And, uh, he, uh, he sired five strapping young men, and uh, all of us except the youngest are, are beard beard owners ourselves. And <laughs> so, do you get beard compliments often? Some, I mean, beards are really enjoying a resurgence these days. It, it kind of went from being a, an ironic, ironic thing embraced by millennials, to now they're just they're fully, uh, I think, welcomed from the boardroom yeah. on down. And uh, I feel like I brought the beard back. Because like um, about you know what twelve years ago I was going to student teach and I have a baby face like legitimately like if I shaved my face you'd offer me a rattle and a burp cloth and um, I grew a beard over Christmas Christmas break and I came back and all my colleagues at college who had who had known me you know for like two two years were like what happened to your face I'm like oh I grew a beard I'm an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I realize that the more of my face I can cover up, generally the better looking I am. And so I just, just kept that whole chin kind of wrapped. Yeah. And ensconced, if you will, in facial hair. Yes, ensconced. Yeah. Absolutely. The thing that I love most about beard, beard compliments is the fact that you're being complimented on not doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, laziness makes you more handsome. That's how I feel. Hey, nice beard. Thanks. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, I want to get Church Mag sponsored by Harry's Razors because I'm a yeah. user, but I don't use them very much because I've got a beard. Right. Clearly. Clearly, you are not the poster child. Jeremy, on the other hand. Yeah, he is. Clearly, Jeremy is once every three days. Jeremy is clean shaven physically as he is emotionally. That's how that's how he's just he's in there. He's on. Thanks for coming on and covering the state, the current state of mobile giving in the church. Um, if people want to check out MoGive, where do they go for all that business? Uh, just hit up MoGive.com and that's MoGive, no E. We uh, Although we do e-giving, we, we don't like E's in our name. So it's M-O-G-I-V.com. And uh, click around there. There's a lot of great resources. There's there's ways to get in touch with me directly. Um, if you have questions and love to love to talk, love to help, love to work with churches, it's something that uh, we're passionate about, obviously, and that we think is important for the church. Um, 
And, and despite all these advances, there's still, I think, over 60% of, of U.S. churches don't have, or over 50%, I should say, of U.S. churches don't have any kind of giving whatsoever. So if that's you, you're definitely not alone. But uh, Okay, so um, Phil heard all this. His interest has peaked. Uh, he he goes on to mogive.com. He what he's able to sign up for free and learn about it, even try it out. Yeah, yeah. There's a, you'll see a try it for free button right there. Um, it's one of the ways we work at Mogive. There's no no sign up fees, no subscription fees, no contracts or service fees or anything like that. So you're, you're not paying anything to get started. Um, all, all we get is just the processing fees when people actually use it to give. So um, we make it real real easy for you to try it out. If it's something you think, hey, this could be valuable, especially with End of year coming up, you know, we've got Christmas, we've got end of year giving, um, always a big time for, for giving at the church. So um, if you're looking to get some tools in place by then, yeah, you, you sign up online, we could have you going usually within the week and uh, give it a shot, see what the response is. We're, we're confident. We're confident it will be an avalanche of new generosity. But um, Wow. That's is that, is that an official tagline because it needs to be. This is an official Mogiv. 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 <laughs> an avalanche of generosity. It's true. There you go. You hear that, Phil? You have no excuse. It doesn't cost anything. So when we're done with the podcast, hop on, sign your church up. You have no excuse. I, I really don't. I really don't have an excuse at all. It integrates with your church community building. Do it, Phil. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> Jump on it. If you don't have a song in the background at the end of this segment, I'm going to be mad at you. Jump on it, yeah. Yeah. Or jump on it like a hornet. There you go. Oh, he is doing DC talking there. Oh my gosh! You know that's right. Oh, Eric, we're all so old, man. Don't do that. That was free. That was free. No charge. Just like MoGive. Thank you for joining us. We love it that you listen. If you have something to say to us, use our hashtag CMagCast. Tell us where you're listening from, or maybe your biggest social media pet peeve. You can also submit any comment, question, or podcast idea by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Until next week. This is the first time that we've ever really had, like, a real official guest other than Church Migrators on. So I'm, like, really nervous. I don't know what, what Phil or Jeremy's going to say. We had Molbash on. I behaved pretty well then. <laughs> I did not. No, you did not. You were offensive. <laughs> you called you call this artwork pedestrian, and I could not believe it. We're a, a fully distributed company. You could call the headquarters San Diego. That's where the, the founders live and um, where the majority of the team lives. But we've got people um, yeah, all, all across the country and all, fully all time zone. Fully distributed. Guys, we have to use that. We're a fully, fully distributed, distributed podcast. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Do you, do you know us, Doctor Who? If not, you can dismiss it. I, I wish I had more knowledge of Doctor Who, but I, I do not. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to cut this out because you just like sunk the whole show yeah, right there, Ken. Uh, Sorry, you've totally embarrassed our our guests with his ignorance of the most amazing TV show in the universe. All of I said, I'm I'm the mean one.